2: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
0: This is live Bet Saturday on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Live Bet Saturday rolls on, presented by BetMGM on yet another busy college football Saturday. I'm Ben Wilson at our South Point Sportsbook Studios. Ben Fox joins us in a little bit, once again, from Mandalay Bay, while Jeff Parles, he's right across town in Las Vegas, Circus Sportsbook Studios. It is over, Jeff, in Bloomington. That's where we begin this hour. Before we get into tracking the biggest games of this late afternoon window that have now all kicked off here, but Indiana gets the job done. They need a 17-point fourth-quarter rally to come back, tie the game, force overtime, and they win it on a 51-yard game-winning field goal. 33-30, your final. I know you didn't get there with the Indiana uh, pregame play, but still an impressive win for the Hoosiers who keep finding ways to win games, even if the box score does not necessarily say they were deserving. 33-30, your final. That, that, that was a pretty
4: ugly loss in the end by Western Kentucky. They were a better team all day and find a way to lose in overtime. And look, I didn't deserve that one. I had the wrong side the whole day. The, the one that I'm a little aggravated with, with myself on was, that early in the early in the day identifying that as an overplay and not ever getting in that ends up getting over most of those in game numbers
3: ben 61 60, 61 and a half the final numbers but as you mentioned with the slower start there that was 7-3 western kentucky after a quarter he could have done a little bit better on the in-game numbers. Same thing can be said for the other game that just went final in Syracuse, where the orange win at 32, 29, just a wild sequence down the stretch, 42 combined points between these two teams in the fourth quarter alone to get that game over the total by, by two, really in the end. That was 59 and a half or 60. You get 61 points there out of those two teams. Syracuse, the win. Thirty-two twenty-nine, and and the flip of favorites works out for the cues from point dogs to one and a half point live favorites as that game kicked off, and we're pretty fortunate they get a touchdown with seven seconds left after Purdue had gone up for inside a minute so wraps a bow on the early window jeff those were probably the, the two most scintillating games and really the uh, the big storyline outside of Georgia looking dominant was the the fate of oklahoma and the bet on nebraska jeff that everybody was all over was a uh, a complete flop in the end really the biggest takeaway from the early window of games
4: yeah i think from a betting perspective again just uh, it, it, getting the public the public wins stuff too guys uh sharp bets uh, don't win all the time uh, and, and that was that was one where Nebraska got out 7 nothing. You look great. Got down to three in the in-game. And then, uh, whoops, <laughs> no chance Oopsie. whatsoever when it was all said and done. But, uh, look, I, I think uh, a few things from that game. Nebraska might be hilariously awful. And Oklahoma, next week, is going to be a very interesting spot. Because they play Kansas State, who, Ben, we know historically, K-State plays them very well for whatever reason. And K-State right now is in a dogfight with Tulane. Tulane, a very popular bet today uh, there against the Purple Cats. They're in the second quarter. Tulane's up 7-0 as a two-touchdown underdog uh, in Manhattan. So uh, that's something to monitor where if K-State, even if K-State wins today, you could be looking at a pretty significant price hike on Oklahoma in that game. And and that might be a good spot to take a bunch of points next week with the Purple Cats on the road in Norman.
3: It would be a fascinating angle as well. Again, that final 49-14 for OU. Brent Venables off to a 3-0 start first year as the Sooner head coach. That game did stay under, though, the 66 closing total. 63 points you get out of that one, but as Jeff mentioned, you had some opportunities early to get in-game on OU, down the early 7 nothing, and they roll. So that puts a bow. All of our early window games are now done. We have 18 games in progress right now, Jeff. The the three or 4 we're really going to focus on we will start in South Bend, the game that's the furthest along. We have a half Time line. I want to get your thoughts on it, on it here, and it's Cal on top, 10-7, trying to begin the Marcus Freeman era, 0-3 in South Bend, there where they had to go to the, the backup quarterback and Drew Pine today with Marcus Buckner Tyler Buckner out for the season, there for his coach and Marcus Freeman, 10-7 at the break. Jeff, I'm seeing Notre Dame laying six and a half right now. Halftime line just popped. 20 and a half is your total for the second half, which would leave us here in that 37 and a half range pregame total of 41. And the Irish were bet up to near two touchdown favorites. Jeff Lang, 13 and a half yet again, very disappointing offensive output there for the Irish.
4: I mean, based off the box score, I don't know how you lay that with Notre Dame and <laughs> uh, Notre Dame's uh, four yards a play. Can't do anything. Sub four yards a play right now. So I, I don't know how you lay that with Notre Dame with any confidence. Uh, again, any seems like anything I've touched today, the opposite is happening. So probably <laughs> it's good to lay Notre Dame uh, uh. so far. But I look, I that's a game where where nothing's impressed me either way. Cal's kind of done what Cal does. Mediocre on offense right now. Their defense is good, and Notre Dame's offense just
3: stinks. Tied for 87th coming in Notre Dame in, in yards per play for the first two games. Cal was tied for 80th. So you have two teams entering the week below five yards per play. And if you're wondering how's it going in, in Drew Pine's opportunity to start seven to 12, 57 yards, did have a touchdown, but as an offense, 3.2 yards per carry for Notre Dame on, on 19 on the ground to this point. It doesn't it also seem to like we're sort of past the point of believing in Notre Dame is this elite team, especially the way the offense has given them a oh, net yeah. zero. So to me, I get how the betters were expecting a, a big bounce back game as well, trying to maybe buy low on Notre Dame. But we've now had 10 quarters, Jeff, of pretty compelling evidence as to say, even against a subpar power five team at home like Cal, for Notre Dame, how could you, how could you possibly justify laying a number like this in game when we've seen how these pregame power ratings and preseason power ratings have not translated whatsoever to success on the field for the Irish?
4: Well, I mean, look, I I think the the thought process would be at some point, Notre Dame has to do something, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of what it is. It's not based off the evidence we've seen so far. You're going off preconceived notions. If you're you, you like Notre Dame even now. And look, I understand pre-flop, why people bet Notre Dame. I understand it. Coming off an embarrassing loss at home to Marshall, uh, playing a team that has really no offense in Cal, you expect the defense to play well. Maybe Notre Dame wins a game like 21-10, which, by the way, could still happen. Wouldn't get you there in the 13 and a half, but, or excuse me, 24-10 was the number I meant to say, but we get you there on all numbers. But look, I'm I, I thoroughly impre- un- unimpressed with Notre Dame Now, again, it's not like last week where I actually thought Marshall played well last week. Mm -hmm. The Cal's just kind of there. And they just happened to be the opponent
3: this week. Justin Wilcox, as we talked about earlier, been a cover machine in that underdog role, 23 and nine uh, against the number as an underdog throughout his career. Now, seventh year head coach of the, of the Cal bears there, Jeff.
4: Hey, hey Ben, can we talk about a real football power real quick? (laughs) Yeah. A real football power that actually goes to South Bend later this year. How about you and LV favored for the first time in forever against an FBS opponent out 23 to 10 right now in North Texas, Ben, uh, minus
3: 360 in that game? money line. Flip, what was that? Flip of favorites in that game. North Texas yes, opened was. about a point favorite, a lot of money to UNLV. They're laying now ten and a half in game, trying to go three and oh, against the number this year, covered against Cal in Berkeley last week in a, in a pretty ugly defensive struggle there. So give Marcus Arroyo's team's credit. They showed incremental improvements in, in all, all metrics defensively and yards per play and yards, points per game allowed a season ago. Here they are up on the mean green, twenty-three to twenty-three to ten, and uh, seeing a big tick up into, the, into that live number for the over there, seventy-three and a half is your total. That thing closed sixty-two or sixty-two and a half. So yeah, wait it, show some love for the rebels. Uh, speaking I'm of play, yeah. playing well, and that was one of my bets. I actually ended up you playing oh. with you and LV
4: today. I I just thought they're a the better football team, and at least for now they are, which. Means at some
3: point North Texas will probably take the lead, hey, but regardless, we'll we we shall see on that. Of the big late afternoon games that have have now kicked off. I want to get your thoughts, Jeff, on what we're seeing so far. BYU-Oregon, this was a game that ended up closing. We saw a lot of money uh, early on Oregon. We saw a little bit of buyback, though, come in to the BYU side. But this did close Oregon laying three and a half. So all that money early pushed this from three to three and a half in Eugene. Ducks come out of the gates, look really good after BYU turned it over on Downs opening drive. Four play, 64-yard touchdown drive. Bo Nix runs it in. Then after a three and out, Jaron Hall uh, looking shaky early here. The BYU quarterback just two for three, uh, 36 yards, and then took a a sack to end a drive. Bo Nix gets intercepted, but it's negated due to an offside, so that keeps an Oregon drive alive, and they have a 28-yard field goal they're lining up for right now to potentially go up there the early 10 nothing and so far Jeff the convention of wisdom on fading BYU off an emotional overtime dramatic six point win over Baylor seems to be the proper analysis uh, I don't know if you agree with that but that's how it's played out to this point as we're a field goal away for making it 10 nothing
4: yeah look look flat start for BYU other than the first offensive play uh, look this is one of those where if you're on BYU just hope Bo Nix Nicks- does something like he did, and the interception gets to hold up this time. So, uh, I, I, a long way to go there. And BYU, BYU is a good physical, mentally tough football team. I, I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they're gonna get back in this game at some point here, Ben.
3: And again, a long way to go. Field goal from 28 yards is good. Looking at it right now, if if you have that belief, Jeff, I'm seeing shops in the market are right now at 12 or 12 and a half. So quickly going up there on Not Oregon. Bad. Uh, 57 and a half to 58 year total. This game went off. Uh, if you look at how this thing closed right at that 58, 58 and a half range. So we're on pace there so far.
4: Ben, the big concern right now, I have to see something from BYU's run game. BYU right now, averaging one and a half yards, a, a tote on the ground. So I would, I would be very concerned uh, right now, uh, at least coming in. Maybe, maybe you get one more empty drive and you get an even bigger bloated number. Yeah. Uh, but right now I need to see a little more on the ground for BYU before hopping in on the main
3: game. I, you want to talk about running game. Sean Clifford takes it in from seven yards out for Penn State. That's the other game we'll follow here pretty closely in this late afternoon stretch while we're on for the next couple hours. Penn State seven, Auburn three. And this, Jeff, there it was a lot of uh, back-and-forth discussion on which was the right side even favored here. Penn State closing two-and-a-half-point favorites. Rematch of that epic primetime game in Happy Valley a season ago, and it's so far the Nittany Lions – off to a good start and at the moment they are laying three and a half in the live market.
4: Yeah, I, I had no play in this game. I thought the number was right. Uh two head coaches I don't really trust. Uh I give Franklin the edge over Harson, but it is just I just one of those. We got to monitor and see if are any real in-game opportunities pop up uh, two teams. I don't really love going into
3: this year. I makes you say that on Brian Harson. You know, he only had to have a, a late, a late surge against San Jose state. Last week as 24 point favorites to win the game by eight Auburn. Owen two against the number. And you have a Penn State team that has struggled in this spot historically. Under James Franklin, 4-9 against the number is a short road favorite. If you look at short road favorites, if it's seven points or less. So they have struggled traditionally in this role, but the touchdown from Clifford makes it 7 to 3 We'll continue to update things as we go on. Ben Fox back with us on the show up next here on Live Bet Saturday, presented by BetMGM.
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network.
3: Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, 24-7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175. Or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. It is Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM here with you till 6 o'clock on the East Coast. I'm Ben Wilson at our South Point Studios. We got you covered, though, from all around Las Vegas. Ben Fox back with us now from Mandalay Bay. Jeff Parles at Circa. Uh, ben, we got to get the positive juju in here because Jeff's just, Jeff's just convinced he's going to lose every single bet today. It's been a long day. <laughs> you, I know you're, uh, you're interested to see what happens in these Penn State and BYU games, Ben, with a whole lot of action there on the tickets coming into the late afternoon window here.
7: Yeah, it's OK, Jeff. The sun will come up tomorrow. It's all right. It's going to be tomorrow. fine. You know, don't well, worry. It's a
3: long day, guys. We still have a, a lot day. of time left. Come on. It's, it's a, a long thing. day.
7: That is fair. That is fair. Je- Jeff does have a lot of on-air hours here straight. Um, yeah, just an update quickly on the Penn State uh, and the BYU games. I thought just was interesting to point out. But public, like you guys had mentioned, public on BYU here, Uh, and public on Penn State in both of those games. So not a huge discrepancy, about 60% of the tickets, 55, 60% of the money at BetMGM Books. But I just thought that was interesting kind of in those two games. Uh, And one thing too I wanted to hit on, I think you guys had mentioned that Syracuse game. Oh, just a brutal beat if you had the <laughs> under 60 uh that game 9 to 3 at halftime 42 points in the fourth quarter ends up just getting over with 61 points scored there uh that's why they call it gambling but that is that is a tough one certainly at halftime you're feeling good about that
4: Ben uh l- l- let's go to a larger bet here <laughs> um uh it involves a team that uh, usually likes scoring uh, a lot uh, and it's Ole Miss and Georgia Tech. Uh, I got to imagine that this better who took the under for a big amount of money is uh, hoping that Georgia Tech does not do their part here today.
7: Yeah, this is uh, from DraftKings. Just got this in. $330,000 on the under 63 there in Ole Miss, Georgia Tech. 14 uh, nothing right now. Just starting the second quarter. So not a great start. Um, but look, the, as you're going to have with these big bets, right? A house player, most likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one coming from Johnny Velo over at DraftKings. So, certainly one to monitor. One other one to uh, toss out to you guys as well. Coming in, $265,000. This was an alternate spread that cashed, I believe, on Cincy, minus 16 and a half. So, obviously, a lot of money paying to get a lot of points. And in the end, that one ends up coming through.
3: Uh, talk about a sweat and a half, but if you're laying that, you're oh, up yeah. you're up uh, yeah, I mean you're up 14 late. Get the get the garbage time touchdown there to go up twenty-one and win that game. Cincinnati 38-17 over uh, Miami of Ohio. And it's just it's amazing to me too how you know we go from last week, where as we had talked about earlier, the top eight teams in the rankings, they none of them are able to cover. Two of them lose outright. So far this week, I mean, it's really been a chalk for these these teams laying big, big numbers. If you look at I mean, the five teams so far from Georgia to Michigan, to Oklahoma to Kentucky, albeit against an FCS in Baylor. All these big numbers so far, Ben, for the most part, uh, have gotten home here. I, w- I wonder if you saw anything else come in on, on a spot like Alabama where did not cover. Everybody was on him a week ago as three touchdown favorites in Austin. Here they go laying 49 and a half for 50 against the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe. I, I, I'm curious what, uh, what anything looked like in the betting market as we saw the bettors. I don't know, maybe get back on the Bama train.
7: Yeah, there's going to have to be a large number for betters not to be backing Alabama, both for the full game and for the first half. This was, as you would expect, 70%, 75%, 80% at multiple books on Alabama for the full game and for the first half, right? That's been a moneymaker uh, for betters so far over the last couple years again we saw that last week didn't work out so well certainly on both the first half and full game Uh, and look each week is different as we said before and this is why you know the the books are never concerned the public's going to be back the next week and for the most part the books know as we'll talk to mike pranio in the next segment they're generally going to know what they need and they're going to need a couple of these big favorites not to cover so far that not happening today Mm -hmm. just one other note in there too Maybe I'm the only one who finds this interesting. I thought UMass favored for the third time, I believe, in my quick research since 2019 over the Fighting Seawolves from Stony Brook there on Long Island. Just interesting, UMass, a terrible program. I thought that was interesting they closed as a one-point favorite. Just a little nugget. We've got to cover all the games here, guys, hey, on Live J- Bet.
3: Jeff's a big Stony Brook fan. I mean, there are no, there are no Wagner uh, Seahawks there, Jeff, but uh, I know you like Stony Brook.
4: Seven nothing UMass second quarter on that. So, so <laughs> far, that. UMass uh, uh, correctly uh, showing that they were favored for a reason, guys.
3: See, see Ben, you know Jeff definitely gets into the into the extra card, so he will appreciate a lot, uh, that a lot more than I will. I just think Stony Brook and I think America you know, bad America East basketball, but that's just me.
4: Ben, ben, <laughs> ben that was a that was a favorite flip. Uh, Stony Brook was favored this morning, and I guess uh, I guess the Minutemen took all the action uh, uh, up until kick time, Ben Fox.
7: That's amazing. You know, I, I didn't get any notes from bookmakers on the massive amount <laughs> of uh, respected action on UMass, but I'll, I'll go back later today and, uh, and ask him on that. <laughs> I, I'm imagining it wasn't a giant favorite uh, for Stony Brook either. Not a game a ton of people are paying attention to. But look, I think it's really interesting as well to always track a lot of these things as we're talking about live betting and the bets you make. That's why it's important to see which bets you make. As well as just kind of what's going on in the betting world, I think these are a lot of the fun stories as well. We spend so much time pregame, right, what bet am I making and hopefully why I'm making that bet. And not a lot of time looking back at actually what covers, what doesn't cover, and some of the betting kind of storylines and news that come out. Again, just a fun nugget of UMass being favored. They may lose 42-7, to but... Right now, looking good so far as a favorite.
3: We'll definitely lead off the next segment with Mike Piranio on that game specifically there. Uh, ben, the big Perfect. FCS update today, or upset today with Southern Illinois, 4-1 to on the money line. They knock off Northwestern on the road, 31-24, 13-point underdog. So we have seen this continue to happen in some of these FCS, FBS matchups. Ben, we'll be back with you in about 10 minutes or so with Mike Piranio. Thanks, as always, for the update. And uh, we'll, we'll check in soon. Maybe not the champagne bath that you guys had last week, but I'm sure he'll be in a decent mood, as, as he always is.
7: I think he'll be in a good mood, but yes, it might be a Diet Coke instead.
3: Not yeah, not not going with the with the crystal. That's okay. We we totally understand. Keep it professional. So we'll go we'll go back to Ben in a little bit. Uh, Jeff, as far as what we're seeing right now, just get, kind of getting caught up here uh, on these uh, these late afternoon window kickoffs uh, coming coming in. We talked about the Ole Miss Georgia Tech spot. 14 nothing. Georgia Tech has the ball though, uh, driving right now on the doorstep here. Uh, it Looks like they they just went to commercial, but in a 14 nothing game here. Just an interesting spot for a Jeff and Ole Miss team with a new offensive and defensive coordinator. They have not been the same type of uh, type of output team offensively through the first two weeks. When you look at how they've really struggled to to cover some numbers uh, in, in the early waves here, but up uh, up 14 nothing 17 point favorites, and it looks like they did just get a goal line stand there, a sack on fourth and goal at the four with Jeff Sims being taken down for a loss of nine yards. So uh, that underbetter was certainly sweating out that last sequence, but I know there were some nibbles this week, Jeff on the dog, uh, taking the 17 with Georgia tech and so far not working out too well.
4: Georgia tech stinks. I mean, I, I know that's not the most eloquent uh, of no, analysis, no, no, but they are like not is, a Jeff. good football team. Uh, but look, I, I, I I didn't. I didn't touch this game. I, I had no interest in betting this one. This got a big old X through it right away. Uh, it's not like Jackson Dart's done anything. He's one for four for thirty-eight yards so far, far. So really, not not a not overly impressive either side. Old Miss has already run twenty-three plays. That's really the big thing. By the way, BYU on the board uh, touchdown to Isaac Rex Ben. So that's now 10 ten-six, uh, Oregon with a PAT pending. Uh, BYU, as you said, got as high as twelve. Uh, in the market there, and now BYU uh, not seeing a number here yet. Ben, have you seen anything Uh, repopulate yet? yet? I
3: mean, that just happened. They just kicked the extra point, so we'll we'll need to give it about uh, 30 seconds or so to see that populate. But I I give you credit. You said, Jeff, you were interested in getting in BYU, but you wanted to see them move the ball a little bit, and it's uh, Hall directs, as you mentioned, 28-yard touchdown. That was the first play of the second quarter. So with the PAT good, we're at uh, the 1453 mark there of the first half, Oregon 10 and BYU 7. In the meantime, Penn State 7, Auburn 3. Jeff, they've reached the end of the first quarter there. Uh, Auburn did complete a a nice, uh, relatively deep uh, pass play there from TJ Finley. However, uh, it's on on third and six, driving (laughs) final play of the first quarter, Zaki Wheatley Picks off Finley. So he was off to a good start until he wasn't. And Penn State ball still laying three and a half there in the market. I see a stray two and a half out there, Jeff. But both of these teams have struggled really to uh, to assert themselves offensively so far.
4: That was a hilariously bad throw by Finley. Uh, not entirely sure what he was attempting to do. But look, this is a very important game for Brian Harson because he's on a hot seat going into this season to begin with. Uh, a... Really lackluster win against San Jose State didn't do anything to calm everyone, and now not looking sharp against Penn
3: State. So far, six and a half, by the way, your line BYU and Oregon. We'll return. Mike Peranio joins the show next.
0: This is live bet Saturday on V the Sports Betting Network.
3: We welcome you back in. It is Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. Week number three of the college football season. I'm Ben Wilson back in our South Point Sportsbook Studios. Big thanks to our producer behind the glass, Brian Ortega. rest of the whole crew making us look as good as possible, I suppose, with all these games going on, 18 of them in particular, underway right now. And at this time, as we usually do, middle of the show on Saturdays, we welcome in back at our Mandalay Bay Sportsbook Studios with our VP of digital content, Ben Fox. It is the racing sportsbook manager over at the Mandalay Bay in Mike Piranio. Kind enough to give us some time on the show today. We toss it down to the guys. Ben and Mike, uh, great to see you again, as always, Mike. And, uh, Ben, I know you're, you're you're ready to go. Maybe not the champagne we talked about from last week with all those big favorites being upset. But still, I'd have to think a pretty fun day so far down there at the book.
7: Thanks, Ben. Yeah, Mike, he, he came in, I got to say, guys. He was still plenty happy. Look, had the smile on I'm his face. I'm always happy. Uh, a, a tough one, certainly for Nebraska. As you saying, you have some personal <laughs> allegiances there. But certainly for the book, we've seen, unlike last week, where you had the top eight teams in the country not cover the spread, obviously Alabama, both against Texas in the first half, and full game not covering, been a little bit of the opposite today, especially with that Oklahoma-Nebraska game. I know at BetMGM Books across the nation, that was the number one handle and ticket game. A lot of the money and the public on Oklahoma, they do end up covering... How did that game play out for you guys here and a couple of those other ones like Georgia as well? Was that as we would kind of expect the public all over these top teams even though they didn't cover last week?
6: Yeah, you're 100% right. And by the way, I'm trying to make you guys look good, okay? <laughs> uh, the the problem uh, with the everyone the favorites covering this week is that everyone bet the favorites last week got crushed and they're a little hesitant. So. The favorites are winning, but it's not as bad as it could have been because of whiplash from last week. Yeah, <laughs> so it, and,
7: it, and I would imagine the NFL as well, where a lot of underdogs, yeah, too. Yeah,
6: there'll be yeah. whiplash on that, too, but hopefully uh, we'll come out ahead on that. The guys that upstairs, Craig B. and the BetMGM guys up there, Lamar, they do such a good job with the lines. It's amazing when you actually see what goes on up there, how they do this stuff.
7: So a lot of games, certainly, today. A couple that just kicked off I want to hit on as well. Uh, BYU-Oregon game and another interesting one certainly two ranked teams Oregon didn't look so great against Georgia right. uh, this today a little different story what was the action on this game
6: yeah it, the ticket count is, was even but uh, the BYU money is 3 to 1 so that's pretty significant um, yep. especially when the ticket counts are that even usually we see 3 or 4 to 1 when there's heavy ticket counts but Uh, That tells me there's probably maybe a little wise guy money on that game uh, so it might be a tough one for us but uh, it's definitely well bet uh, and that's on our big screen here. Uh, Auburn was the other choice for the big screen with sound but the money was mostly on this game.
7: Got it and so that was the other one I wanted to ask about certainly Auburn Penn State another good matchup another right around a field goal there. Uh, Penn State getting the money here or people backing Auburn?
6: Yeah, it's, it's dead-even money, dead-even ticket counts. Uh, that's It's kind of a perfect game for a traditional bookmaker where you want 50-50 action. Right. I know we've talked about it before. You know, in theory, 50-50 action is good for the books, but we all know the books would rather have 95-5 because we're going to win most of the time. <laughs> <But> <laughs> right. Going back to the Seattle game on Monday night where that happens. So.
7: Yeah, C- certainly a good one, I would imagine, there uh, for the books. A lot of interesting games coming up as well. One I want to hit on that Michigan State, Washington game. I know it looked like nationally a lot of people on Michigan State. I believe is this the same thing here? And you're going to be needing Washington in this game.
6: Yeah, Michigan State is. I think it's up to two to one on the tickets now and money. So and it's not horrible for us, but two to one's. A little better than than average on that so uh that's a i mean really this week there's not a lot of key matchups with close spreads that people are really excited to see pretty much the whole day but you know the early part of the season sometimes that happens you see some conferences having early conference matchups they didn't used to do that at all in the old days it was three games and then the conference now you see conference games some of them i think even opened with conference
7: games so uh, it's a little different uh, than it used to be. That shows how old I am, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another certainly big game, Miami, Florida, taking on Texas A&M. Uh, tough, certainly Texas A&M, they got a couple things to work on uh, going off of last week. Miami, Florida, an interesting game there. I know there was some sharp action on them last week. Right. Didn't end up cashing those tickets for the closing number. What are you seeing in this game so far?
6: We slightly more tickets on Miami, but the the money is about two to one on Texas A&M. So we definitely need Miami. Um, you know, the wise guy moves very rarely, even if they have information. You see a wise guy bet one week. If they think they might have a good play on the next week, sometimes they just don't play it.
7: They don't want to do back to back same teams, and right.
6: it kind of makes sense to me. I mean, especially if you're a wise guy.
7: There, sure. Uh, as well in college. We hit on a couple games. Anything else there that stood out as notable? Either big handle, a lot of tickets, notable bets on the rest of the slate for Not,
6: today. Not that was pretty much it because of the the lack of marquee matchups. It's uh, I'm sure we're getting lots of parlay action, uh, but you know we're getting a lot of action already for the NFL tomorrow, and because uh, there's some good matchups in there. So I'm, I'm, I think we're going to see more and more betting throughout the day
7: uh, on the NFL as they get ready. And
6: but the Raiders being here this week will be packed. So. Uh,
7: you're producing the segment for me, Mike. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, quickly, before we go to the NFL, want to hit, obviously, a big fight tonight. Triple G and Canelo. Yeah. Uh, Canelo, pretty big favor, I think around minus 500, plus 400, uh, coming yeah, back it's gone the up other fear. way. Even gone up. Talk to me a little bit about the action. And like they say, there's, no, there's nothing like a big fight in Las Vegas.
6: Yeah, I mean, if you haven't been to a, a live boxing match in Vegas, it's a bucket list. I would say, especially if you can get some good seats uh, and you can see me, maybe I can help you out, Uh, if you can get on the floor for a boxing match like this, you'll never forget it. It's a fantastic experience and I recommend, it's a little pricey if you want good seats to these big boxing matches, but like I said, if it's a bucket list, it's a good thing. Uh, Canelo's up to minus 500, plus 375 on the dog now, so we're going to get some late action on the favorite, typically on boxing, we're going to get a... A huge amount of money on the favorite. The parlay betters will take the the underdog, or they'll try to do the round props. And uh, uh, sometime I should tell you a story about a round round props that was very interesting. It's uh, it should be for my book, but I'll tell you. All right, you that's, next a, that's time.
7: a good tease. Yeah. Well, we mentioned it a little bit before. Obviously, it's go to the NFL. The NFL is king, and very interesting week one. Certainly, a lot of underdogs yeah. covering a good weekend for the books. Talk to me a little bit about this weekend. a Couple of big matchups, games handle, decisions you're gonna need, stuff like that. Yeah,
6: it's uh, it's one of those weeks. The, the first game, the Commanders at the Lions, we need the Lions really significantly. The money's about four to one on the Commanders, <clears throat> but the ticket count's only three to two. So uh, surprisingly, uh, the it's a low line, minus, I think, or minus one and a half, I think I saw
7: last time I looked. And that's interesting, not to interrupt you, but I believe at BetMGM across the nation, the Lions were the number one bet. So a little different right. there of uh, and public that's why, alliance, yeah. but here it's a little different.
6: And that's why the guys upstairs, uh, that should be a documentary on what those do up there because that's why it's tricky for people just to look at money and line movements because you don't know what moved it, what money mm-hmm. came in, who's betting it. Uh, that's the kind of information that's valuable yep. uh, we try to provide here, of course, and your <laughs> network does a great job of that. So uh, the Cardinals Raiders, I just talked about that. That's a big decision. We need the Raiders, which is shocking to me. The ticket count is uh, five to one. Raiders, but mostly small fans betting it. So, but the money's two to one on the Cardinals. So, uh, that's an interesting thing. Uh, I, you know, of course, hometown. We we root for the Raiders no and, matter and what. When's the last time yeah. you need
7: the Raiders? Right. Yeah. yeah. Especially
6: here, and that, that's surprising to me. But uh, it shouldn't be, I guess, because if there's any group of smart betters in the country, it's Nevada. They've been doing it for you know 40 plus years uh they they know what they're doing here in nevada yeah. just from experience they
7: are, they do but that is an underdog you're going to hold your nose with yes it, the yeah. way they looked last week I, I
6: hate to say it but we yeah we got to do that so uh bears at packers uh, uh we need the bears but it's a small decision ticket counts mostly bears about three to two which kind of surprised me uh i'm waiting if if uh they lose today i'm waiting for aaron to do his relax routine and <laughs> and then make the playoffs and go to the super bowl probably but uh Who knows, it's a little interesting what's going
7: on at Green Bay. Yeah, and then two Monday night football games, one obviously involving my team, the Vikings, the Bills. That that spread stood out to me, a 10-point favorite. Has that still been the public coming in on the Bills? What's the action been on that game? And then same thing for the Vikings-Eagles very interesting game where they spread yeah. under three and I know. Eagles slightly favored
6: there the, the thing with the monday nights especially in nevada because everyone bets the saturday sunday monday we don't get a lot of action this early on it but i can tell you it's been lightly bet but so far everybody was kind of jumping on the bills and that's i guess we guessed right on that by putting the 10 because we're still getting people to bet it at 10. yep to me you're i'm i agree with you that seems like a a live dog but the problem with it is is it looks too good to be true, and uh, too and good to be true are. doesn't always
7: pan out. That is very true. Ben Wilson, There's, we're not going to get better advice, I don't think, than that. Uh, so we want to send it back to you at South Point Studios here.
3: Oh, no no question. That is <laughs> that is outstanding advice, especially after the whole week one overreaction theater. How we saw, at least you generally yeah. see in the betting market. That Mike Perrano, Ben Fox, thank you both. Uh, for joining us thanks Mike as always best of luck with the rest of the weekend uh, down from behind the counter and Ben we're gonna check in with him once more before we wrap up the show we will get Jeff Parles back in here uh, right after the break some just some fascinating uh, refereeing things they need to ask Jeff about in this Penn State Auburn game an interception thrown by TJ Finley that probably should not have happened because the play clock expired in the meantime Bo Nix another touchdown run For the Oregon Ducks, taking them to a 10-point lead over BYU, we'll update all the top action when we return to Live Bet Saturday.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
2: I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win
0: a one on one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, <laughs> exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that. See that,
5: ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella. Point game. I remember you came out from crying
2: tears, I mean, he was in a culture shock, and he's, he's going to withdraws about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OJ, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? he didn't need it. <laughs>
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet
0: Saturday on v the sports betting network.
3: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com. Four terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem... Call 1 800 Gambler. As we're back on the show, I'm Ben Wilson from the South Point Sportsbook Studio. Jeff Parles with us from Circa, both of us here in lovely Las Vegas. Big thanks as well to Mike Piranio for joining the show. And he gave us our pro tip of the hour, of which you can see these every hour across all of our shows, all of our pro tips at slash pro tips. And that is, especially when you're breaking down these NFL line moves going forward towards tomorrow. Don't just blindly look at the national betting splits to tell you where necessarily sharp or respected action is at versus the public. Sometimes jurisdiction by jurisdiction can be completely different than in other cases. So, for example, the game here, a lot of action on the commanders, even though nationally, There has been a ton of money on Detroit. That's been one of the most popular heavily bet teams of week two in the NFL. Not the case in Nevada. Again, every jurisdiction is different, but Nevada known for being a more respected uh, betting marketplace. And right now, BetMGM, a lot of liability there to the commander. So an outstanding pro tip from Mike Piranio. as we welcome Jeff back in. Jeff, anytime we have anything ridiculous officiating related, I need to get your take on it. So did you see what happened in Auburn where apparently – the play clock expired on that horrific TJ Finley interception. Gene Steratore, the CBS official uh, expert, comes in and says, "Yeah, Auburn could have asked for a review because the play clock had expired. You're able to do that in college. They didn't." He throws a ghastly interception, and Brian Harson elects not to take a look at it. They give the ball up to Penn State, and it's uh, it's costing them right now since Penn State leads here seven six late second quarter. Well, was it was it the end of the quarter? And that's the thing. Instead of the the play final... clock, Ben. It, it was, yeah, yeah final I, play of the quarter. I,
4: yeah, so I look, I, it did look like it hit triple zeros, but I, I, what do you want? You're not dealing with a Mensa member in uh, Brian Harson uh, <laughs> <and>, at Auburn. <laughs> Let, let's be real
3: here uh, <laughs> at this point. Pick him on the live line for what it is is worth right now. We're our total down to 43. I, I, would, I
4: would take Penn State, by the way, right now, Ben. You would take Penn State?
3: I'd very much consider taking
4: Penn State, uh, even though Benia. And we we're nearing another situation in South Bend because Cal
3: is on the doorstep here, down by four. They are. Was I was going to wait till they actually score, of which they have, and it's a third and goal uh, y- on the y- half yard line, and and they. Y- 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 you might be waiting a while I if you did that. Why, that's why I was like, all right, <laughs> let's see Jeff if they actually punctured it. In. As far as this Auburn uh, Penn State box score though, Auburn just had a 12 play, 67 yard long extended drive, settled for a 22 yard. Andrews Carlson field goal. They've had about two to one time of possession. They've outgained, out first down Penn state to this point. But at what point Jeff, from your in-game handicap does coaching mismatches come into play? Even though you and I have both been on the record talking about this, it's not like James Franklin is among our elite echelon of college football coaches, but How do you balance that in when you see a box score that is looked one-sided towards Auburn, where they've had the time of possession, and yet you've seen them shoot themselves in the foot multiple times already in this game and, and not take advantage of spots where they should have gotten more points.
4: Well, look, you're dealing with a bad quarterback. I think that you're dealing with a a bad quarterback and a, and a a poorly coached team. That's a pretty good combination if you like Penn state to go against. So uh, that, that's the way uh, that that's, if there's hesitation, Because of the box score, it kind of disappears, even though again, other than really one play, I don't, Penn state's done nothing offensively in this game. So uh, again, it's part of the reason I didn't bet Penn state before it. Part of the reason I haven't hopped in in game, Uh, kind of just a a lack of trust with this Indian lion bunch.
3: Yeah. As, as for Cal, you mentioned it, they were on the doorstep. It's an official review. So we'll wait to see. They actually then said Jack Plummer did get in one yard touchdown around the quarterback there for Cal reviewing it 4:48 to go. Third quarter, quarterback sneak on third and goal. Jeff, I don't know how you're going to uh, overturn that. As I look up at my screen, looked like he was—I mean, pretty obviously in—but there's a huge high of bodies, so that is going to yeah. stand. Pat coming, we'll get you a live number on that in a little bit. Probably the wildest game of the day, at least of this late afternoon slate. Jeff is a game that, as you pointed out earlier, hardly anybody is in the stands for. Hardly anybody can watch because it's on Pac-12 Network. And that's at the Rose Bowl, UCLA, South Alabama, UCLA, 17 unanswered points to storm back in this game from being down 17, six to taking a 23, 17 lead. Then South Alabama responds Jaguar score a touchdown to take a one point lead. Then Dorian Thompson Robinson. And I didn't see this play Jeff, but the box score reads loss of 24 yards in a fumble where they give the ball Not back good. to South Alabama on the six Jaguar <laughs> score, take an eight point lead. Just now the Bruins strike back, but miss on a two point conversion to tie. So it's 31, 29. We've seen one four to one money line dog already win outright. South Alabama threatening to do the same at plus 475 on the pregame money line. Up by two or into the fourth quarter in that game. I'm seeing live here, Jeff. We have seen these numbers are now all off the board and down, waiting for them to get reposted again after UCLA just scored. But what a ridiculous helter-skelter spot, of which the over was probably the best bet you could have made in that game.
4: One and a half on UCLA, 72 and a half right now, Ben. There you
3: go. I, I know for you, Jeff, you kind of gave up all hope in the first half. Uh, UCLA no, laying at 16, I UCLA mean, see it. It but. was, it was one of those where this would have been a better in game play.
4: I, I still think UCLA is going to win the game. You're obviously not going to cover, but again, maybe the sunbelt just, uh, maybe it's time we give respect to the sunbelt as a whole here. It isn't just uh isn't just Appalachian State. It
3: isn't just Marshall. It's it's everybody down there. Yeah. Now. Well, speaking of Appalachian State, pretty big sequence right now at the end of the half. App State game day was in Boone. It was an electric atmosphere earlier today. I'm looking up. Troy has a chance to take a touchdown lead into the half. App. Uh, it's a 14-all game. Three seconds to go. And apps. You know, we we never see Jeff college teams uh, coached to do this, but on a second and goal drop back, essentially App State, they just started grabbing every Troy wide receiver. So they're going to take a defensive holding penalty here, but there's only three seconds left. And it's like, yeah, you just keep holding him on every play. They can't keep passing the ball. Eventually, they'll presumably have to try for a field goal or go for just the one uh, touchdown play. So I actually like that strategy there defensively, Jeff, but having said all that. The Harbaugh strategy. It is the Harbaugh strategy. Having said all that, App State mightily struggling, though, as a near-two touchdown favorite at home with the game-day bump coming off the massive upset on the road at A&M. I wonder how, how, uh, how high on the panic meter you'd be looking at here on the App State side with how sloppy a first half it's been.
4: It was a good idea to fade them after the big win end with game day. Just a really difficult spot for them to be put in. QB uh, sneak, th- That'll and be goal. an interesting look at second half,
3: Ben, uh, well, uh, to see what we so, got.
4: What, what, what did Troy just
3: do? So oh, They get it. Troy QB sneak without it, with no timeouts left. Third and goal at the one final play of the half. And they get in. Barely, very nice on a quarterback sneak. So you're going to have, yeah, you're going to have a spot where this is likely 21-14 Troy, <laughs> near two touchdown dogs to close Jeff uh, into the half here, and we'll, that'll be a fascinating uh, halftime number to look at. Speaking of halftime numbers, you, you're on Vandy uh, laying actually catching the two and a half down 21-14 there against Northern Illinois at the half. It is Vandy minus a half their second half. So catching six and a half for the game, 27 and a half year total in a game that has been back and forth so far.
4: That's been a game with limited possessions. Offenses have been pretty efficient, Ben. Uh, That might not be a terrible, uh, terrible in game over. If you think you can get enough possessions out of that one, Ben, Uh, just, uh, Northern Illinois has done whatever they wanted offensively. Vandy got stopped once. There's your difference in the game.
3: Yeah, looking at 62 and a half then for a a second half, at least the overall updated in-game total. After that went off in the 58 and a half range there in DeKalb. In the meantime, we've got three more games here. Jeff, set to kick off at our 5 o'clock Eastern window. We'll continue to track all the late afternoon action. Uh, we have probably the most interesting one where you have Colorado State going against Wazoo. Wazoo, just the spot here is interesting to me, Jeff. Off of the 17-point, as an underdog of 17 points winning outright against Wisconsin last week, you host a Colorado State team. They just lost as double-digit home favorites to Middle Tennessee last week, and it looks like this thing will settle down at 17, Jeff, for Wazoo going off at any play for you here.
4: No. No, I understand why. The under has been hit. I've been under. I understand why Colorado state has been hit here. Wazoo unimpressive offensively in a week one win against an FCS opponent last week. It was the defense that did it against Wisconsin in an upset win. And Madison is a 17 point underdog. Uh, I understand why people have bet Colorado state. I understand why the under has been hit. I don't have the fortitude to bet Colorado State. They just might be one of those teams in total rebuild that's absolutely Mm -hmm. horrible. Uh, And the the number is just too
3: far down in the total for me to hop in. Ultimate hold your nose spot with uh, with Colorado State and first year head coach Jay Norvell. Yeah. A full two points in some spots down from that opening number of 53 and a half on your total. I'm seeing 51 and a half, still some 52 and a halves out there. If you do like a look to the under in that particular spot. Now uh, as for our in-game number, Jeff on Cal and Notre Dame, seeing Notre Dame minus three and a half now live as they do pick up back-to-back first downs and on the move. But yet again, it's another live bet Saturday. Another situation on our hands with Notre Dame and South Bend struggling as double-digit home favorites, down by three to Cal, laying 13-and-a-half in that game pregame. When we return, more in-game updates as we roll into our final hour of the show, Live Bet Saturday.
6: Sumo Play.